0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everybody? You are listening to another episode of Life in English. I am your host, Tony Kaizen. And uh, today I'm coming f- to you, not from you, I'm coming to you uh, on a rainy day here in Dallas, you know? Perfect day to just relax at home, you know, uh, drink some tea if you're into that, whatever your preferred drink of choice is, watch a movie, you know, listen to some music, get some work done, some reading, maybe. I don't know. But it's a rainy day here in Dallas, so I'm at the house relaxing. I thought it would be the perfect time to uh, record a podcast because it's been like two weeks, you know? It's crazy how fast time passes. When you're fully engaged in something, you know, or when you're doing nothing. It's so funny, right? Because when you're fully engaged in something, when you're in the zone, right, you don't really feel time passing. Then all of a sudden it's like, shit, it's been two weeks since I've uh, recorded a podcast. I've been doing so much other stuff that sometimes I forget um, to keep the podcast updated too, or just forget that time is actually passing in general you know but the same thing is true when you're doing nothing right when you're at home like i don't know on youtube for hours and hours and you don't feel the time pass like last night man i, I shit you not last night from about 11 p.m till 4 a.m maybe not 11 p.m maybe it was about 12 a.m or something like that but until like 4 in the morning I was up on YouTube just watching (laughs) the most random videos. The most random videos, man. Uh, Like debates on social issues, uh, a couple fight videos. I'm not going to lie to you. Just random shit, you know, when I should have been sleeping. And then it's like you click on one video and you watch it. And then you see some suggestions like, hmm, I wonder what that's about. And you click on another video and you watch that one. And before you know it, you've been on YouTube for like, four hours. Ridiculous. Anyway, anyway, that was probably a much longer intro than it should have been, but uh, I hope everything is good with y'all, man. I sincerely do. I've been working hard trying to make life in English what it's supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? Trying to grow the website, the channel, the business, my abilities, you know what I'm saying? My vision, my message, all of that. So I sincerely hope that you as well have been trying to do everything you can to improve yourself and to improve your life, your English skills, you know, technical skills, whatever it is you do. I sincerely hope you've been trying to get better at it. All right. That's what I want for me. And that's what I hope you want for yourself. You know, Uh. anyway, before we get into today's subject, I'd like to take a moment to uh to mention the passing of Nipsey Hussle. And just in case you don't know who Nipsey Hussle is, uh, or was, he was an American rapper from the city of Los Angeles. And um, a few days ago, he was gunned down, was murdered in front of the clothing store that he started and opened in his own neighborhood. Now, he was murdered for reasons that I'm not aware of, so I won't get too deep into that whole situation, but... I just felt like I had to take a minute to say rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle, man. He will not be forgotten, and his work and his mission will will live on. The marathon continues. So, now, let's get into the podcast. Today we're talking about traffic, man. I've been wanting to do this podcast for uh, a while now, talking about traffic. I don't know why, to be honest. I just thought, you know, something that... I deal with every day, so why not talk about it? Something that I think a lot of us deal with every day, so why not talk about it, right? So, um first, before we get into just talking about traffic in general, I thought I'd share some vocabulary with you that you might find yourself using when you're talking about traffic or when you're in traffic, talking about uh, traveling in general, traveling by car, all right, or a motorcycle. I know in some countries it's much more common to to ride a motorcycle than drive a car. But anyway, vocabulary. In no particular order, I'm going to give you some vocabulary here, all right? Uh, The first term or the first verb I have for you is to merge. M-E-R-G-E, merge. And what that means is, let's say that you have the freeway. And the freeway, by the way, is that big... Uh, how can I say, it's got like five lanes, five lanes to drive in, and normally you drive very fast. You go from city to city on a freeway. Streets are normally in the city, and you go from, you know, the east side of the city to the west side. You know, you it's it's what you drive on to get to the store or to school or things like that, but the freeway is what you would use to get from, like, Los Angeles to San Francisco. You see what I'm saying? So, Let's say you're on trying to get on the freeway, trying to enter the freeway. You are on um, the acceleration lane, is what they call it. It's the the road that you use to enter the freeway. But there are already cars driving on the freeway, right? So what you have to do is find a way to insert yourself into the existing traffic, right? We call that merging. okay? Basically bringing two things together as one. So you have the freeway, which is technically one lane. Then you have the acceleration lane, which you accelerate you use to accelerate as you merge into traffic, as you enter traffic, okay? That's to merge. But it's not just for entering the freeway. It's um, any time that two separate lanes become one, all the cars have to merge into the same lane, okay? Next word on the list is rubbernecking. <laughs> Now, rubbernecking, uh, can I explain this? It basically means turning and looking at something that's on the side of the road. Like if you're on the freeway driving and there's an accident or somebody stopped on the side of the road and uh, you naturally slow down to turn and look at what's on the side of the road instead of paying attention to what's in front of you, which is the road itself. You're rubbernecking, you know? So just think as if your neck were made of rubber, right? It wouldn't really, your head would be bouncing all over the place, turning in different directions, right? So I think I think that's where the term rubbernecking comes from. You're like turning your neck really fast to see what's on the side of the road. Please don't be one of these people, all right? If you are, it's time to make a change in your life, okay? Because you're causing a lot of traffic. All right, next verb on the list is to cut someone off, okay? Now, basically what that means is it's almost like merging without giving someone notice, okay? Because on a car, you have what we call blinkers. You have your left blinker and your right blinker. Brinker? No, your left blinker and your right blinker or your turning signals, some people call them. But they blink, you know? Like when you're about to make a left turn, You turn on the left blinker and go, that's your blinker, okay? So if you cut someone off, you basically enter into their lane where they're driving without giving them notice or without having enough space to do that properly. You cut them off, you know? Um, Again, don't be this person, all right? Don't be the asshole that's driving in one lane and for whatever reason, you selfishly cut someone else off so that you can get ahead. Don't be that person, man. Just don't do it, all right? Anyway, the next verb on the list is to use your blinker, which I just mentioned, your turning signal. Some people say blinker. Some people say turning signal. It's really the same thing. But when you're about to make a left turn or a right turn, turn on the blinker before you make the turn. You give people notice, okay? Okay. I just think that's common courtesy, man. Common courtesy, all right? Now, the next verb on the list is to get over or to switch lanes. And this is very similar to merging, except merging is really when two lanes become one. So naturally, you have to get over in a sense. But to get over in its, in, in its essence or to switch lanes means to go from one lane to the next, the one next to it. Okay, so you get over into the next lane. That's basically what it means, okay? Now, what about to pull over? Lots of phrasal verbs today, okay? What about pull over? That basically means to stop your car and move to the side of the road. So let's say we're driving on the street and I say, hey, hey, pull over. What I mean is move to the side of the street where there's no traffic and stop the car, okay? Get off of the road or off of, or I guess out of the street, you know, to pull over, basically to stop your car and move out of traffic. Maybe not in that order, move out of traffic and then stop the car. Ah, this is going to be a shitty podcast, but um, stay with me. All right. Now to speed up, another phrasal verb, to speed up, all that means is to accelerate. Okay. If I speed up, I'm accelerating. That's all it means. So the opposite of that, be to slow down. So you have speed up, accelerate. To slow down, decelerate. Okay? That's all it means. Now, the next verb on the list is to rear end someone. And what this means is to hit somebody in the back of their car. Okay? Because the rear end is the back end. Rear means back. Okay? So the rear end of a car is the back end, where the trunk of the car normally is. So if you rear end someone, you hit their car, or you use the front of your car to hit the back of their car. That's what it means, to rear end someone, All right? Um, the next verb, actually, it's not a verb, it's a noun. It is gridlock. Now what this means is basically traffic that is totally you know, completely stopped on the freeway, like a grid, imagine a grid laying over the freeway and cars in every tiny square of that grid, just locked in place, no movement whatsoever, you know, that's gridlock traffic, okay? Um, Another common way to describe very dense traffic is bumper-to-bumper traffic. Now bumper-to-bumper traffic, like I said, is the same idea Because the bumper of your car is that part on the front and the back that um, basically protects the interior of your car if you run into something or if you hit something. Okay, that's your bumper. So if, if the front of my car hits the back of your car, normally my front bumper is going to hit your rear bumper. You see what I'm saying? So bumper to bumper traffic means that there's a bunch of cars right behind each other. There's no space in between the cars because there's so many of them on the freeway. My bumper is almost touching your bumper. You see what I'm saying? Just means heavy traffic, okay? Now, I already mentioned the freeway, and hopefully it made sense to you. It's it's Normally it's that road with about four or five lanes, and you drive very fast. You're not driving the same speed that you would drive on the street, going to the grocery store, I hope, right? Um, that's the freeway. Now, some people also say the highway. In general, it's the same thing, the freeway or the highway. There's a technical difference, um, that I'm not a hundred percent sure about, so I won't try to explain it. But, you know, in everyday English here in the U.S., freeway and highway for most people is the same thing, okay? So another verb on the list is to tailgate. What is tailgating? Uh, There's actually two definitions, but in the context of driving and traffic, it basically means to drive very, 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 very close behind the person in front of you. Okay, so let's say we're on the freeway and instead of giving me the proper amount of space, you know, just in case I stop really quickly or something like that, you're driving, you know, like inches, maybe less than a meter behind me. You know, that's tailgating. Now, the other definition of tailgating is uh, normally, it's uh, it's normally for football games, American football games. Um, something that's very common to do is people will drive to the stadium, right? But outside of the stadium, like in the parking lot or something of that nature, they'll set up like a mini party, almost all the fans of the same team. You know, they have barbecue, they play music, they drink beer, and they just sit around talking and hanging out and, and having a good time before the game, right? I don't know why they call it tailgating, but that's what it is. It's basically to party with other fans of your team before the game. You see what I'm saying? That's tailgating. Now, the last piece of vocabulary I have for you is uh, the speed limit, Okay. Now, the speed limit is literally the limit that, you know, the, I guess, the state government or the city government places on the speed that you can drive or the speed at which you can drive, I guess. You know, so let's say we're on the freeway and the speed limit is 75 miles an hour. That means, by law, I can't go faster than 75 miles an hour, you know, Um, Not all of us follow this law, right? But that's what a speed limit is. Normally on the freeway, it's 65 to 75 miles an hour. And normally on streets, it's about 45 in most places. Sometimes it's 35, sometimes it's 55. Depends on the city, the state, the region, all that, okay? But that's the speed limit. So, now let's get into the real show. You know, I just discussed some vocabulary that you will probably hear me use During this podcast. So now let's talk about traffic in general. Now when I was trying to like prepare some notes and some talking points for this podcast. My first question was. And my first question always is. How does traffic start? You know? Because theoretically. Like we're all trying to drive and get to a place. So why in the hell. Out of nowhere. Do we all come to an abrupt stop? It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, but when you think about it, there's so many different reasons that traffic could start, right? It could be a real accident on the freeway. So obviously that's going to slow things down. But a lot of times it's just people driving like assholes, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just people driving like assholes. For example, let's say you cut me off on the freeway. Naturally, I have to slow down. I have to hit my brakes, Okay. And the brakes on a car are the things that you use to stop, right? The brakes. That's also a verb, to brake, all right? Now, if you cut me off, I naturally have to slow down. I have to hit the brakes, which means the person behind me has to do the same thing. They have to hit their brakes, and the person behind them has to hit their brakes. You see what I'm saying? So it it causes a chain reaction all the way down the freeway. It starts with me and you, but then everybody behind us gets affected by that one action. Now, imagine if 10 people did that in the span of two or three minutes. 10 people cut off 10 other people in every lane of the freeway. Then everybody's got to hit their brakes at some point in time, right? Now, imagine if 20 people did that in the span of like five minutes or something. That's going to cause traffic. Everybody has to slow down. Then everybody's getting fucking irritated. And then if somebody in front of you slows down, some people's natural reaction is to get over, right? If, the pe- if everybody in your lane is slowing down, your natural reaction might be to get into another lane, right? So you can go faster. But the problem with that is now you getting over into another lane are probably causing the people in that lane To basically accommodate you, which means they probably have to slow down as well. So imagine if 10, 15 people are all switching lanes because the people in front of them are slowing down and getting cut off and shit. It's just like a negative feedback loop, you know what I'm saying? You cut me off, then I have to slow down, then everybody behind us has to slow down, and then they want to switch lanes, which causes the people behind them to slow down, right? Right? Causes more traffic and causes more people to want to switch lanes. It's fucking madness. It's madness, bro. So I think that's one very common way that traffic starts people just driving like assholes, cutting people off, driving too slow. My God, when people drive too slow on the freeway, it's like there's a speed limit for a reason, you know? And what's funny is there's a limit on how fast you can go, but nowhere on the freeway or I shouldn't say that, on most freeways, you never see a limit for how slow you can go, right? Like there, like every day I get on the freeway, there's people driving 40, 45 miles an hour, like we're on a city street or something like that, in the fast lane, in the fast lane. So in, in case you don't know what I'm talking about, at least here in the U.S., there's like, let's say there's four lanes on the freeway, all the way on the right, That is the slow lane, which means if you drive slow, stay in that lane, right? And then the middle lanes, there's really nothing specific about them, you know, you're not driving too slow, you're not driving too fast. And then all the way on the left is the fast lane for people that want to drive fast, right? So why the fuck are you in the fast lane doing 45 miles an hour? As if you're the only person on the freeway. I don't understand it. The fuck is wrong with people, man? What is wrong with people? Every single day. Every day, bro. People driving fast in the slow lane, slow in the fast lane. You know what I'm saying? And another thing, this is probably going to be a really ranty podcast. So if you're listening, man, just forgive me. But man, I hate traffic, bro. I just fucking hate it and every single day every day there's that one person in the fast lane doing about 45 as if there's nobody else on the freeway just cruising not a care in the world right and the rule i don't know if it's a legal rule but the common knowledge amongst all drivers here in the u.s is if you're in the fast lane and there's somebody behind you clearly driving faster than you you can see them in your rear view mirror that mirror that you use to see what's behind you. You can clearly see them coming, approaching, at a very fast rate. What you should do, out of common courtesy, is move over into the middle lane so that they can pass you. They're driving faster than you, so let them pass, right? Now, you have to be a humble person to do something like this, because a lot of people will probably say, fuck that person behind me, they can drive around. Right. They can get into another lane, speed up and then get back into the fast lane. Why should I move? I'll tell you why. Because it's just common courtesy, bro. Just common courtesy. It's the fast lane for a reason. You're not driving fast enough. So just get over. It's It's not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal. I promise. All right. So don't please don't be this person, especially if you come to the U.S. driving a car understand the rules of the road like learn how to drive like an american and that might sound a little ignorant for lack of a better word but for real i mean if you're gonna come to the country man like learn the way we do things here you don't have to be an american but damn just understand the rules of the road bruh and that goes for americans too not just foreigners it's americans driving like assholes too but anyway anyway i digress traffic, man. So we talked about one way that traffic starts. Also, the accidents are an obvious cause. But um, oh, rubbernecking definitely causes traffic because, like I said, if you're turning to look at something that's happening on the side of the road or you're looking at some billboard or you're texting on your cell phone or some shit like that, you're you're going to cause problems for the people around you. I don't know anybody that can watch a YouTube video on their cell phone and drive their car at the same time. I don't know anybody that can do that. So when you try to do that, excuse me, when you try to do that, you're either going to cause traffic or cause an accident or both, right? Just put the phone down. And I myself, bro, I've been guilty of that. Like texting while driving and stuff, I have definitely done that before. But when you you really stop and consider the effect or the possible consequences, it's like, bro, the text can wait, you know? I don't know about other countries, but they're making cars now that will read your text messages for you. It's fucking amazing. You know, like it syncs, the car syncs with your cell phone via Bluetooth. And whenever you receive a message, you get a notification like in the dashboard of the car. And you can tell your car to read the message. Now, depending on who's in your car, you might not want that to happen, (laughs) but you get the idea. You get the idea. So, another thing I think is interesting, sort of switching gears here, not switching gears because we're on the same subject, but, you know, changing my my topic of discussion just a little bit is, uh, like, traffic accidents in general. Because if you think about it, man, the fact that there's not hundreds of millions of deaths due to car accidents every day is pretty amazing, right? I mean, the fact that, Most of the time, most of us drive to and from work or school or the store every single day without any problems, without any real problems, no car accidents, no deaths, no injuries, you know, it's pretty amazing considering that most people don't know how to drive, but they still have cars, you know, I don't know, I don't know. So I was doing some research and according to, give me a second. It was according to the Association for Safe International Road Travel. I pulled some statistics from their website. And apparently, in the United States, on average, every year, over 37,000 people die in car crashes. Now, compared to what? A few hundred million that we have here, that's not a lot. But 37,000 people dead in one year because of car crashes, that's a fucking lot, right? But what's amazing is that it's not higher. You know what I'm saying? What's amazing is that the number isn't higher. You know? It says uh, an additional 2.35 million people are injured or disabled in car crashes. Over 1,600 or over 1,600 children under the age of 15 die every year in car crashes. Nearly 8,000 people are killed in crashes involving drivers ages 16 to 20. Because they can't fucking drive. Road crashes cost the U.S. $230.6 billion every year. I'm going to say that again. Road crashes or car crashes cost the United States $230.6 billion, with a B, billion. 230.6 billion dollars every year, which is an average of about $820 per person. 230 billion, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's insane to me. Uh, road crashes are the single greatest annual cause of death of healthy people in the US. No, I read that wrong. I'll say that again. Road crashes are the single greatest annual cause of death of healthy U.S. citizens traveling abroad. So the way I understand that is U.S. citizens traveling in other countries, you know, the number one way they die is in car crashes. And that's straight from the Association for Safe International Road Travel. (ASIRT) dot org just in case you were wondering it's insane i mean just those numbers alone are insane bro but like i said what's even crazier is that in my mind those numbers should be higher considering like how poorly most of us drive at least here in the u.s man it's insane so it's, it's almost like a miracle that more people haven't died you know um Anyway, I just thought that was curious. I wanted to share it with you. A little bit of statistics for you. Now, let's move on to traffic in the U.S. Not car crashes or deaths or anything like that, but just traffic in general. Which places in the United States have the worst traffic? Now, if you ask most Americans, I think the most common answer is like Los Angeles. But um, according to, I think it was Forbes, hold on. Yeah, according to Forbes magazine or Forbes.com, they did a uh, a survey, and here are the ten worst cities in the U.S. for traffic tie-ups or traffic jams, according to the N. No, according to the I.N.R.I.X. Global Traffic Scoreboard. I have no idea what that is. With average annual time spent in traffic and the average cost of conjection, Jesus Christ can't speak today let's do that again I'm about to tell you the 10 worst cities for traffic jams in the U.S. and they basically gauge this by the average amount of time somebody spends sitting in traffic every year and also what that would cost you money-wise I'm not sure what where the money comes from if they're talking about money spent on gas and car maintenance or if they're talking about the money that you lose Due to the time you spend in traffic, I don't know. But here we go. Apparently, according to this this research, Boston, Massachusetts has the worst traffic in the United States. An average person or somebody from Boston would spend an average of 164 hours sitting in traffic every year. That's almost a week. It's like 6.8 days, bro. Like, just stop and think about that for a second. Sitting in your car, stuck in traffic for a week. Seven days. And I'm not talking about, you know, seven days in a row you get stuck in traffic on your way to work. No, I mean, 24 hours a day, seven days in a week you're in your car in traffic. There's only 52 weeks in a year. So one of those 52, you're just sitting in your car. That's fucking crazy. Right? I don't know. So according to them, in those 164 hours, that would cost you $2,291. Like I said, I don't know where they're getting this number from, this money this dollar amount so I probably won't read the rest of them for each city because I don't know what they're basing that on but number two the second worst city in the U.S. is Washington DC an average of 155 hours in traffic number three is Chicago Illinois 138 hours in traffic number four New York City 133 hours number five Los Angeles, California. 128 hours. Number 6, Seattle, Washington. 138 hours. And now that I'm looking at this list, how is that number 6? If New York City's 138, Los Angeles is 128, and Seattle's number 6 on the list. This list, man, now that I'm truly looking at it, might be some bullshit because uh these cities are out of order. But anyway, According to this list, number seven is Pittsburgh, California, 127 hours. Number eight is San Francisco, California. Oh, I'm sorry. Pittsburgh is in the state of Pennsylvania, by the way. Now, San Francisco, California is number eight on the list at 116 hours. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is number nine with 112 hours. And last but not least on the list of 10 is Portland, Oregon. At 116 hours. And again, Philadelphia was 112, so how is that number nine? I think this list is bullshit, man. So, take everything I just said with a grain of salt, which basically means we're not sure if we can believe these statistics here. You gotta take that one up with Forbes. I'm not sure. So, moving on, moving on. I feel, I feel bad now I think I just gave you some misinformation I'm not sure so forgive me anyway moving on my next question on the list that I had when preparing this podcast was why the fuck do we let just anybody drive a car you know like when you stop and think about it like let, think think through this with me you got like a 900 pound death machine right a 900 pound automotive mo- you know what i'm saying machine capable of killing hundreds of people if you really wanted to and you just put anybody behind the wheel of that car and say have fun like tell me how that makes sense bro and in the US you can get your your driver's permit not your driver's license but your driver's permit at the age of 15 And the difference between a permit and a license is basically with your driver's permit at 15, you can drive your car as long as you have somebody over 18, an adult, you know, a guardian in the car with you, right? So at 15, you can drive your car if your mom or dad or your big brother or sister is in the car with you, right? Now at 16, you can get your driver's license, which means you, you know, You're totally free to drive your car by yourself almost at any time of the day. I think after midnight, from midnight until like 6 a.m., I think you're not allowed to drive by yourself or at all until you're 18, I think. But at 16, you can get your driver's license and drive across the country if you want to by yourself. 16. 16, you can't smoke cigarettes at 16, you can't vote at 16, you can't buy alcohol at 16, but you can drive a car. That's some strange shit, if you ask me. That's some strange shit. Let me go back to the statistic real quick, because according to uh, the Association for uh, Safe International Road Travel, nearly 8,000 people are killed in crashes involving drivers ages 16 to 20. That's 8,000 out of 37,000. You know what I'm saying? That's what? Two, five, six. It's like one fourth, almost. Almost a fourth of the deaths due to car crashes involve people ages 16 to 20. Which, in my mind, you know, it's hard to, to uh, form an opinion based off one statistic, but in my mind, that means that young people don't know how to fucking drive or they drive recklessly. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I'm glad that I got to drive at 16, 17, 18, of course. But still, when you think about the risk, when you think about what you're putting into a young kid's, it's like the same thing as putting a gun into a 16-year-old's hands. It's like the same thing. Right? I can take your life just as easily with a car as I can with a pistol. And beyond that, not just 16, excuse me, not just 16 to 20-year-olds, but just people in general. We just let anybody drive a car. There's no psychological test, you know, to see if you're a little bit homicidal, psychopathic maybe. No shit like that. And, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that people are out there just trying to kill other people with their cars. But when you think about it, when you really stop and think, it's like, bro, anybody can just get in the car and just wreak havoc, you know? (laughs) Just cause straight chaos on the road, and there's no consequence for it most of the time, you know? Just making other people's lives harder, driving too goddamn slow in the fast lane, cutting people off, don't know how to merge, rubbernecking, all this type of shit, you know? I think we need more restrictions. More restrictions on uh, the driver's license, And car purchase What would those restrictions be I wonder I don't know Everybody but me (laughs) Isn't allowed to drive a car (laughs) Only me Yeah Wouldn't that be great bro Like if every time you wanted to drive Or get on the road There was nobody else On the road No traffic Nobody trying to cut you off. Nobody driving too fucking slow in the fast lane. You know? Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be amazing. I don't know. You know, it it actually... You know, it might be somewhat of a reality sometime soon because... And I don't mean nobody on the road when you're driving. But they are making cars that can drive themselves now. Which, theoretically... It's going to help a lot with traffic, you know, because if a car can anticipate the traffic that's coming or the traffic ahead of it, in front of it, you know, due to sensors on the car, due to the car monitoring, the traffic patterns on Google Maps or some shit like that, communicating with the servers and the satellites, if it can anticipate the traffic, then it will adjust accordingly, you know. And if a car is driving itself, it's much less likely to cut another car off or slow down at the wrong time or drive too fucking slow in the fast lane. You see what I'm saying? A car that drives itself understands the speed limit so it will do a certain speed in a certain lane. You know, it understands and can sense the cars around it so it will switch lanes at the proper time and in the proper way. You know, so theoretically... Traffic will get better with self-driving cars. The only thing that scares me about self-driving cars is computers malfunction sometimes, bro. You know? Sometimes shit just doesn't function the way it's supposed to. And in that situation, you know... Let's say that your car is supposed to slow down, but it speeds up on the freeway or in some neighborhood where there's kids playing or some crazy shit like that. You know? That kind of scares me. So... I know that, well, It's it'll be a, a few more years before we actually have a lot of self-driving cars on the road. But it's not a guess. It's a fact that they're already making them, you know. I actually think Tesla makes self-driving cars. If I if I remember correctly, there was uh, an actual incident. This dude was in his Tesla. It was on autopilot or something like that. And it started to malfunction. And he ran into a wall or another car or something like that. I don't think he lost his life. I think he, I think he lived, but still, you imagine how fucking scary that would be, you're doing like 80 miles an hour on the freeway, and all of a, all of a sudden, it just starts taking a left, and you're headed towards a wall or another car or something like that, and you can't stop it. Or maybe you're asleep. Maybe you're you know, you're commuting to work. and your office is like an hour away. It's five o'clock in the morning, so you want to sleep on your way to work because your car can drive itself and uh out of nowhere in your sleep you're you're sleeping you're good you're chilling and all of a sudden you hit a brick wall at 80 miles an hour that's scary man anyway anyway another thing i noticed about traffic man that i think would improve due to self-driving cars is people cannot fucking drive in the rain you know And we're not even talking like rainstorms, monsoons, typhoons, hurricanes. No, we're not talking about that. I'm talking like a few drops of water on the road. And people literally forget how to drive. It's insane. A few drops of water on the road and everybody has to go 20 miles an hour on the freeway. I don't understand it. I really don't. Every time it rains. Every time it rains, people forget how to drive. And I understand, bro, like, you gotta, you know, you gotta be careful and be safe when the the road is wet. You don't want to, like, slip and slide and cause more accidents just because, you know, you want to get to work on time. You still have to be safe. But, I mean, I'm not just talking about the speed at which people drive. I'm just talking about the style, the manner in which people drive. I swear, they forget how to drive, bro. Drives me crazy. As you can see, just traffic in general, bro, drives me crazy. I'm not a very patient person when it comes to stuff like that. So it's like every day I'm just losing my shit on the freeway. I stopped smoking too, so now I'm like irritable all the time. (laughs) So it's even worse now. Just, fuck. I don't know. I don't know. And that may, you know, a couple things. A couple things. Before I get into a world without traffic, one more thing I wanted to talk about was the effect that traffic has on the environment, you know? Because in the United States, I would say, actually, I got some statistics here. Give me a second. According to franchisehelp.com, in 2015, there were 257.9 million vehicles registered in the United States, okay? 257.9 million individual cars registered in the United States, okay? Now, that basically means for almost every person over the age of 18, for example, there's one car, And most cars have four doors, five seats, but one person inside. You see what I'm saying? So because of that, there's so many cars on the road, and these cars produce emissions. You know, they emit pollution, right? Cause billions and billions of pounds of air pollution every year. And obviously we don't think about it because we don't see it. Most of the time we don't smell it. But when you really stop and think, like what effect are we really having on the environment as far as air pollution is concerned? And I'm sure there's documentaries about this and research and stuff that I didn't, I didn't look into. But I just wonder, you know? It's really interesting because I was talking to, uh, I was talking to this guy who studies um, air pollution, the environment, and things like that. And he was telling me that you know, one symptom of that air pollution is that places who places who places where um, the the air pollution is higher typically have less fertile soil, which obviously means they have less crops being produced, which means less people being fed, which means less uh, economy being stimulated and et cetera, et cetera, you know, because what happens is when it rains, the pollution in the air the pollutants in the air get trapped inside the rainwater and then that rainwater falls down to earth and pollutes the soil leaving the fertile, the fertile, leaving the soil infertile fucking fascinating man i had no idea All right so just naturally a place like china for example you know there's no way that in any place near the big cities in china there's any crop production going on or anything like that because the air pollution directly affects crop production you know so this guy i was talking to is actually working on um this how can i say it? this project he's cre- he created like these rain collectors and what he does with the rain samples is study the pollutants and the chemicals inside the rain uh and basically what they're trying to do i imagine is find a way to maybe, I don't want to get this wrong, I can't remember exactly what the mission was, but it was something like, find a way to use the rain, or maybe artificial rain, or something of that nature, to combat air pollution, or at least to combat the effect that polluted rainwater has on the earth, the soil, the farms, you know, amazing stuff, man, amazing, but anyway, Another thing I was wondering is what would the country, what would the world look like, you know, without traffic, without cars on the road? Like, imagine a world with a true mass transit. You know what I'm saying? Because here in the United States, the only places that have public transportation, I mean, like real public transportation, like a metro, a train, or something like that, are the big cities, you know, New York, Chicago. Dallas, uh, Houston, um, you know, Philly, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Miami. These places have, you know, something like a public transportation system like buses and trains. But even then, in most of those cities, except maybe New York or Chicago, you're not navigating the entire city on these public transportation systems, especially the bus. You spend two, three hours just waiting for the fucking bus in the first place. And then let's say you want to get to the other side of the city. You're going to be on the bus all day. All day. So it's not really a viable option if you talk about like moving around the city. And then the train normally only reaches the north, east, south, and west parts of the city. Like imagine the letter T. And then place that in the middle of the city. And those are the places you can get to. You know, it's not very... Comprehensive, you know what I'm saying? So, there's a lot of places I would say, you know, 80 90% of the city you can't get to using public transportation realistically, you know. But then, outside of those big cities, there's no public transportation. Maybe you have a bus in your city, maybe. And like I said, you on that shit all day or waiting for it all day if that's what you choose to use as transportation or if that's your only option, you know. Because I'm sure riding the bus is cheaper than using Uber every single day. So some people just have to use the bus or walk, get a ride from a friend or something like that, you know. So I, I sometimes I sit and imagine or I wonder what would that look like? What would that really be like to have true mass transit, create railways and metro systems across the country? And it's not like, you know. I can't speak about other countries, but the U.S., it's not like we don't have the infrastructure to do something like that. It's definitely not like we don't have the money to do something like that, you know, over time. So I I wonder why we don't invest in things like that. And I I guess I do know because the automotive industry is like a, you know, a 500 million dollar industry. Right. Every single year, hundreds of millions of dollars being generated. Because of the automotive industry. But I think if that's your main focus, that's a little short-sighted. You know, that's a little... You're only thinking about the short term and making money right now. But if you're talking about making the country better, making the world better for everybody, I think that creating true mass transit for the public is the way to do that. We don't necessarily need cars. You know, take the train just create a better, more extensive and comprehensive train system across the country and walk to the places that the train doesn't go, you know, or ride a bike or a skateboard or something like that. Just be active, you know, and maybe that's a little, maybe that's a utopian view. I don't know, but I know it's possible. I know it's possible, especially considering that the terrain in the United States, it's not like it's full of mountains and valleys and the we'd have to find a way to build through or around that. You know, a lot of the country is relatively flat. Right? You know, so it's 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 good terrain to build train tracks on top of, is what I'm trying to say. So I just wonder, man. I just wonder if we invested in something like that. Imagine how much more people would travel. Imagine how much time we would save, you know? But the 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 con of that or the downside is that a lot of people would lose jobs. People that work in the automotive industry, producing cars, selling cars, buying cars, you know. Um, a lot of people would lose their jobs that way. But that's, that's evolution, bro. That's evolution. The same way people are going to lose jobs when self-driving cars become a reality. right? The same way taxi drivers lost their jobs when Uber became a reality. The same way radio went out of style when TV came in and the same way the TV networks are going to die due to things like YouTube and Netflix and Vimeo and Spotify and all these other streaming services. That's just, you know, evolution. Only the strong survive and you have to adapt. And if you talk about making things better, I think that's that's uh, at least a, a, a good possibility, you know? I don't know. Hmm. I guess that's it for now, man. I'm looking here at my notes, some other things I wanted to talk about, but that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I feel like I've... Ra- How long have I been doing this? Let me see. 50 minutes. 52 minutes now. So I feel like I've ranted for long enough about traffic. Um. Hopefully I wasn't talking too fast. I kind of noticed at certain points I was really talking a little fast. But uh, I think it's good practice. And like I said, or like I've said before, I try to speak as naturally as possible because this is how we talk here in the United States. You know, so it doesn't make sense for me to talk like this when people don't really talk like that. You know, I think the videos on the YouTube channel and things like that, I'll grade my speech, make it easier for learners to understand or speak in Portuguese. But the Life in English podcast is really for advanced English learners that want to be exposed to, like, genuine, authentic American English, you know? So, if you're still listening, if you've made it to the end of this podcast, I want to congratulate you. Thank you for being here with me, you know? I wish you all the best, and I hope that uh, these podcasts are helping you, man. Hopefully you learn some new vocabulary or, you know... You expose yourself to talking or listening to, I guess, listening to English, you know, around a new subject. Maybe you've never heard somebody talk about traffic in detail before. So that's why I did this podcast. Okay. But, um, yeah, I think that's it, man. I think that's it. So uh, this has been another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kaizen. And I'll talk to you later. Peace.